0: This week on The Reverse Stick, Stephen Findlater takes us through the EHL Knockout 16s. Ernst Bart is with us again, this time talking coaching and Hockey Has a New Boss. And welcome to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madeleine.
1: Hey, John. How you going, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Um, Guess who's back? (laughs) Hey. Back again? In the words of Eminem, uh, you know, it's us. And, whoa, what a week in hockey. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm really
0: excited because I've got something in my hands, Matt. It's very rare, very special.
1: I, you know, I was... (laughs) I was thinking, you know, we'll have a bit to talk about next week, obviously. Um, we've got EHL coming up over the weekend and the week after we've got the Commonwealth Games and there's a few bits and pieces going on in between. Boy, oh boy, did I not realise what we were going to receive. What's in your hand, John?
0: Well, I, I think it's uh, best if we continue on to the next phase of the show and get right to the big news of the week. News. <whistles> and uh, released... As it turns out, today, twenty-seven. Oh,
1: yesterday, twenty-seventh of March. As we, yeah, twenty-eighth today as we're recording.
0: Uh, new FIH CEO, And uh, the gentleman who has won this coveted position, Matt.
1: It has won this co-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but The no, man who no. had his ticket
0: pulled out of the First
1: bottom. point being, uh, at the top of that piece of paper, before you you read that line, it says.
0: Media rele- F I H media release.
1: Media release, fantastic to get a media release. From the FAH. Great stuff.
0: It was, indeed. It didn't come to my inbox, though. Someone else had to send it to me, but nonetheless.
1: Fairly well reported fairly soon afterwards, though. And Quickly, of course, you could have gone fine. to insidethegames.biz um, to get the news on that.
0: Uh, apparently, um, Joseph McCracken's not there anymore.
1: There is a new CEO. It's been appointed. We knew there was going to be a new CEO, but you were hoping that there might have been an announcement on the previous CEO well, he's telling departing. telling us left. It's, uh, <laughs> Yes. But for the fact we had an interim CEO, John, you knew, so don't play devil's advocate.
0: Oh, anyway, we have got a new CEO, and that's good news.
1: And it's Mr. Thierry. Veal. 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 Thierry, welcome to the hockey family.
0: Very w- good to have you. He is... Um, a fluent in French, German and English. I think we used all three. Affluent. Of those. <laughs> Affluent. 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 He is fluent in French, German and English. According to the um media release. <laughs> Affluent. Oh dear me, it's a strong start to the program <laughs> this week, folks. A French national. Fluent in French, German, English. Three languages are used when trying to pronounce his surname there, I believe. We oui, ya. Ja. He's multicultural, multinational, although a French national, and multilingual. Uh, Strong international reputation in the highest echelons of the sports industry, and has been cemented thanks to his executive roles at two companies: Adidas Global and FIFA.
1: Well, it was great, great to hear that you know three or four months ago that the FIH were partnering partnering with um, Adidas. Uh, we did question what, what was coming from Adidas to oh, Darby, didn't now. we? <laughs>
0: we've got him. is. <laughs>
1: <It's, laughs> <that's> maybe, maybe, <laughs> we're not <laughs> saying that, maybe not. no, no, no. Um, but no, we'll fa- fantastic. Look, um, I'll be honest, John, I, um, I'd heard a rumour and I, I was doing a bit of digging maybe three or four days ago about who the person could potentially be. I'd, I'd, um, I'd learnt oh, a miss. little bit of their background and I, uh, and, uh, but didn't have any any names. Uh, I pulled together a list of six names, just from a ba- basic Google searches and bits from the on the information that I had. And uh,
0: information you had.
1: Uh very limited information. Okay. Yeah, very not, very not limited sure. information. But but I am. I'd like to think of myself a bit of a Columbo on the, uh, <laughs> on the old Google. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm pretty good at digging down and finding that information online. Anyway, um well,
0: there's a reason I'm doing this podcast with you. <laughs> there
1: was a list of six there was a list of six people there. Um, uh one of them I, I dismissed straight away. He was Spanish and I knew that didn't quite fit to the pro- fit the profile. And then the next person that I scratched off the list was Mr Thierry Vial Vial Wheel. And uh the reason being, um, he's he's an ex FIFA um, vice president um head, headed up marketing there and I'll be honest I thought he, he did and he disappeared he, he was kind of he, he was Blatter era um and a new guy came in back end of last year October wise um no 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 pr- prior to that in, in the marketing role uh Deflosh something like that uh, and uh and that gentleman came in I thought, oh, maybe he's on the list, and then there was somebody else working for him. I thought maybe he's on the list, and then Josh Smith, um, who was quite instrumental in the um, selection of pro league teams, he was the kind of the outsider outside of the board and on decision making of that. Subsequently, left the FIH and is now working for FIFA. I thought there was some kind of link in there, but the gentleman that was in there before Thierry, uh, he had the role there, and uh, yeah, I scratched him off the list because I thought it was. I'll be honest, I thought the role that he held there at the time was maybe a little bit above an FIH CEO CEO job. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't know why I thought that, but I but I discounted him on the on for you know for that reason.
0: Are you an unbeliever? Come on. Oh, Get on the programme, I I believe... Why want the FIH. Yeah, well look,
1: it's a, it, it it's a difference is your office in Lausanne or is it in Zurich?
0: Well, I hear that Lausanne is a very, very pretty town to live in and you'd rather be there than Zurich. Oh, Too much look, crime in Zurich.
1: Look at the Sonnenberg office of uh, FIFA marketing, though, with the vineyards outside and this beautiful chateau across the rolling hills. Oh. Hey, gee,
0: that would inspire That would
1: inspire a marketing department, I tell you that.
0: Inspire them to do what? No, look, I think it's, it's easy to, to look at the... At um, Thierry's past at, at FIFA and perhaps draw conclusions that are definitely aren't there. Oh, but I, I think I, there could
1: be some real, real, real positive well, stuff from lessons know, learned. And you know, I'm if sure you're any, in in an environment where, like stuff that went yeah, on at yeah, FIFA, look, not everybody's going to know what's going on there. There's all sorts of stuff. You know, you know there's going. plenty
0: of people that worked at FIFA that you know are going to have to carry that can, not because they did anything wrong, but because they had to carry, work at FIFA. So, you know, that sort of stuff is sort of just. You know, it's 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 not ignore, but you just got to say, you know, get on with it, put that in the past, and move on, right? Whatever. But there's stuff that
1: needs to be repaired at the FIH. There's been a lot of a lot of staff that have have moved away, and. Lots of stuff to, that's got to go on there to to rebuild So a fresh a fresh pair of eyes has got to be good Well I think that's
0: exactly what he's got
1: to do Is He's got to go in there and stamp his authority on things And I'm sure he
0: realises he's been in, in the big boys at FIFA And he would know that anything that's left behind by past administrations It isn't right He's got to clean up or he'll be carrying the can for that yeah. Or in what he plans to do will become compromised by what has gone on in the past so you know, it's in his best interest. I would have thought to go in there and and go through everything very very carefully and say, right, we're cleaning this stuff out, and we might actually find it that he's going to have to start sticking his hands up for things ha- that have happened at the FIH, and and just saying this happened before my watch. Things are changing, and that would be nice.
1: Yeah, well, I, I also think there's been there's been some good change prior to the announcement <laughs> oh, as well. There's yeah. there's lots of governance panels in place and investigations and, and there seems to be. And once uh, again,
0: the FIH do a lot of good things. We can sometimes nitpick, but this is a very important part of what goes on in our sport, and it's the leadership of our sport.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, once again, we Thierry, we wish luck. you everything. And look, um, let's put the call in. Okay. Let, let's be the for, the first broadcaster to get an interview yeah, with Thierry. Been a um, first you know.
0: broadcaster a long time from from your searches. <laughs> that's true. No one's had a chat to him for a while, have they?
1: Uh, no, no. He, he seems to be quite a private man. He's not. He's not particularly easily um, uh, discoverable on social media. A uh, little bit on LinkedIn. So on he's the, obviously the a link, fellow. Yeah, he protects his interests. I'm sure.
0: Good. Oh, it'll be, it'll be fun to see what direction hockey goes. Well, maybe not fun's the right word, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, not, but it's always fun when we play, isn't it? It's, well, uh, yeah, that's it. No, we, we, we wish him well in the role and, uh, that's, uh.
0: But I do see change. I do see well, change. Well, we have to see
1: change. We yeah. have to.
0: Okay, let's get on to some more news, shall we?
1: Yeah, why not? What's going on at the moment, John? Well, oh, uh,
0: we've had some test matches going on between, uh, Spanish, German and, uh, Chinese women. Uh, that's been going on for the last week or so. Spain beat uh, drew all, two all with Germany last week. Then Spain and Germany played again for a two one win to Germany that time. Spain then rolled up against China for a three all draw. They played them again for a nil all draw. Then again for a one all draw. And finally today, or earlier today, uh, they played for a three one win to Spain. So uh, some interesting results there from three teams who are going to be featuring at the World Cup. That's it. It's all about the
1: build it it for those teams at the moment, isn't it? Very Uh,
0: even. Very, very even. And of course, the Commonwealth Games getting underway. On the 5th of April, the first game getting underway. Well, that's 9:30 9:30 AM Queensland time. So if we want to convert that, it's um, yeah. You see, work it out, guys. You work April, it out. 5th April 1876. Uh, we do the calculations yeah. there. Don't worry <laughs> about it, John. Yeah. Don't
1: worry about it. But look, next week we'll talk all about the Commonwealth Games and uh, give you some facts on what it's all about. If you're in a part of the world that you, you know the Commonwealth Games means nothing to you, and you know there'll
0: be some it. interesting hockey played. There will oh, be
1: some fantastic. We'll and, talk about it a bit more next week. Um, the men's eighth uh, Indian National Championships oh, yeah, That's yes. just finished up. Hockey Punjab were the winners. Uh, well, 2 1 win over the Petroleum Sports Promotion oh, Board in hang the on, final mate. there.
0: I've just got to make a bit of noise while you're making that announcement.
1: Hang Go on. for it.
0: Headphones going down. Keep
1: going. Okay. And uh, uh, Gujinda Singh took the lead in the final there for Petroleum Sports Board, but Hockey Punjab came back with two goals from Sarvinjit Singh. In the 53rd and the 60th minute to secure the title. Third, fourth place uh, game there. Railway Sports Promotion Board. Big Air India Sports Promotion Board 5-3 on penalties after the scores were tied at 1-1. One, one after the regulation time. Look, I'm sitting John, John's just, sitting next to me. Just popped a hat on. It's the oh JP Punjab Warriors. Well done. Uh, from the Hockey India League from a couple Punjab of years Punjab. ago now. But okay. it's Punjab, Punjab. That's good That's stuff. Um, yeah, so well done for Punjab. Uh, there's a fair bit just in case something.
0: you didn't think I had some sort of allegiance to Indian hockey
1: I didn't have a clue what he was doing getting up and walking across <laughs> the room but there you go uh, so that's that India done tick what's next John as far as results go Yeah.
0: Uh, nothing as far as I know well there's been lots of club results coming out of um Ireland and England and other places in Europe oh, well, Argentina let's... which I can't quite get my handle on because I don't trust Google Translate but
1: well, we'll get on to Argentina in a moment. I did get sent a message earlier on with regard to the men's league in England. Um, I'll, I'll read the message out. This is from a, a revered umpire uh, in the UK. Did you guys pick up on Wimbledon's amazing run to top the men's league in England? No win for the first game of the season, then 11 from the last 12 to finish top. Incredible. Um, now, that English men's league has been topsy-turvy with Beeston, Surbiton... Yeah. Wimbledon um, Hampstead and West went to Westminster had some cracking results towards the back end of the season. Reading lost two one I think to Surbiton and just missed out on the um, the playoffs there uh, but Wimbledon have finished the the league winners there so that that will take them through to e h l for next year, but then they have a a finals playoff system that then goes well. goes on as well yeah
0: um. Uh, how much does it, the national selection impact that league? I mean, I, I do read about it a little bit and I do hear about it. and But how much does it really affect clubs?
1: Well, it's interesting. Because
0: they are away for a lot of time.
2: You know, well, Surbiton, had,
1: Surbiton, I think, had four or five um, junior or Colts players, and I, I imagine I think that's an under 18 level, stepping in to play in that side because there's some players that have gone to the Com Games and injuries and whatever else. I'm pretty sure it was Surbiton um and it's that's the big debate isn't it there's this uh sort of push back against the pro league from some english clubs saying well what does this do to our competition yeah yeah but does that not provide opportunities for young kids to come through or not necessarily just young kids to come through um to stake their claim their claim and and uh, build their profile and presence within their club
0: oh look i i would argue that you're better off having international players playing at club level as often as possible. No, no, no. But, but as,
1: as a can. as 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 a club, is that not a that's a measure of your success? That if you're losing players yeah. to have to go and play international tournaments and international games, we get that here in in oh, in I, WA. I
0: understand the I understand the argument, but I I still. Would, would say there's too much international hockey going on and those players are absent too much. Okay, often.
1: yeah, I, you know, I, I, I hear, I hear that. I definitely hear that. Well, but isn't
0: the whole point of having these players at your club so they can have an impact there? What's the use of having a bloke that's going to be there for six games?
1: Okay, well here's the impact. The skills and, uh, confidence and yeah, ability, ability that that player has put into five 16 year old kids.
0: But he's not. He's with the national team
1: but it no, but is time at the club with coaching and training and but mentoring and club, all that sort of stuff he's
0: away with the national setup if you if you're not there, how can you be doing those things what, what I'm getting there are
1: times is, that you can do that with it i I hear what you're saying, but it's not 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 full time but you well they are though almost. You
0: think about how how many games. Well, then, are
1: no, they're not used to that in England. They're not used to that in England. Okay. They so used to have no players available. In, yeah.
0: in Perth, it's happening for a long time. Yeah, and that's partly it. because it's a different, it's a different thing system. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got a lot of the top players playing in our club competitions because of the the base here for the AIS etc. and the national um, programs. So when the national team does leave and is on, we we see how that impacts local competitions, and, and we get. Over the years, we've had international players that have hardly seen the club.
1: Yeah, well, we spoke to Jay two or three weeks ago from Hockey World News. There's one of the girls that play for Surbiton, and I think within two seasons she played four games of, you know, uh, one of one of the England uh, England girls. Um, that's that's you know, I th- I think you've just got to take that on board and go, well, that's brilliant. Th- th- these people go out and play on on the international stage, and they're there representing our clubs.
0: Oh yeah. And you
1: feel that as a club as as a as a member of oh, that club?
0: Look, I I think it's great when they get to play international hockey.
1: Even better when it all finishes yeah, up, what, they come back what, to the club happened again.
0: What happens is, is now we've got such a crowded international calendar that we don't get to see them play yeah, for our clubs. yet. Yeah, yeah. And you are listening to the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast and it is time for our featured interview. And this week we're talking to Stephen Finlater because he's the EHL communications manager.
1: He is indeed. Great fellow.
0: And uh, he's going to be there in Rotterdam as 16 of the finest clubs in Europe take on each other in a knockout competition to eventually find the top club in Europe. And it was a great pleasure to talk to Stephen earlier today.
1: With the EHL knockout sixteen and knockout eight coming up this weekend, joining us once again from EHLHockey.tv Hockey TV, we've got Stephen Finlay. To Stephen, thanks for joining us. No problem, lads. Now we're looking forward, obviously, to a, a spectacle of hockey coming up this weekend over Easter in Rotterdam. Um, you're heading over?
2: Yeah, flying over tomorrow on the on the Thursday, of the day before the event, and then yeah, as you say, we get uh, we get started on uh, March 30th. Good Friday and then uh, all the way through the uh, the weekend, sixteen games, sixteen teams, and uh, yeah, some of the best club hockey in the world. Oh, it'll be a feast,
1: an absolute feast. Yeah. Now you've got professional duties and some personal duties there as well. Talk us through that.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm the the media officer for the event, so I'll be sort of working on the website all the way through, and then uh, looking after the social media channels, making sure everything. The world gets to see the, the, the best of the hockey and things like that. And then dealing with, uh, the press and, uh, you know, the various different stations that are, that are covering the event. But then also my, my club, Three Rock Rovers is, um, for, from Ireland is playing in their first EHL since, uh, 2009. So, uh, yeah, there it's, it's a big weekend for the club. They've been preparing all season for it, uh, doing the fundraising, getting the sponsors in and things like that. So, a uh, big challenge for them. They're playing a, the French side, Saint-Germain. Um, and they're going over with a, yeah, a pretty young side. Um, I mean, they've only got two players from that side, uh, nine years ago that are still involved, um, from all the way back then. One of them that, uh, I don't know, some of your Australian listeners may be familiar with was, is Peter Blakeney, who played for the West Australia Thundersticks That's all the way all right, back. Oh, yeah, the uh, season, right. yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I do remember. And he spent
1: a bit of time at our club as well.
2: Yeah, no, there you go. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's still around. He's, uh, what, I think 33 now. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of, uh, he's just come back from a cruciate knee ligament injury, but, uh, been going quite well this season. And, uh, the other one is Mitch Darling, who played in the Olympics. But other than that, um, the Three Rocks side is pretty young. I mean, I think they've got six or seven of the Irish under 21s in their panel. And, uh, yeah, the, the vast majority of them kind of, uh, only, only came into the first team about two seasons ago. So it's a, it's a big challenge for them, but, uh, they've probably got the friendliest of draws possible playing Saint-Germain, who the number two ranked French side. And um, they could have got Blumenthal from Holland, they could have got Ulhans oh, no, Mulheim from Germany or something like that, but uh, they got the number two ranked side from France. They do have, I think, six of the squad that qualified France for the World Cup uh, later this year, but uh, it's still a, be- it's a better option than playing the, the, the best side in the world in Blumenthal. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: now, Three Rock Rovers, um, Holcomb from England. Uh, they're, they're two sides that have got national teams playing in the Commonwealth Games coming up. Uh, uh, are they losing any players from the club sides to the Com Games?
2: Oh, oh Three Rock three wouldn't have any uh, Commonwealth ones with the with the Irish side. Oh, um course. yeah. yeah no, uh but uh, yeah, Holcomb, uh, Yeah, they're pretty pretty decimated in a way. Really, they've got Barry Middleton and. Um, uh, obviously the, the, the England skipper and, or skipper from days gone by, with, uh, whatever is 400 caps or like that. He's yeah. down in, uh, the Gold Coast. Then you've got George Pinner, the goalkeeper. The, uh, the other problem that they have is David Ames, one of their key midfielders. He's, he'll be, he's injured this week. So, uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're missing three of their best players. Bizarrely enough, though, in the English league, I mean, it had a bit of a strange finish to it, but, uh, uh, with, with all the players away at the calm games, but, uh, they, they picked up some really good wins over the, some of the sides in the top four, uh, against Hampstead and Westminster and against Surbiton, who were the leaders at the time. Uh, so they're, they're going quite well without their, their big stars, but, uh, yeah, they're going to have a, a tough day out against Polo. They're playing, um, yeah. Paulo of uh, Barcelona, who, uh, pretty, pretty strong side that they've kind of been pushing for the last eight, uh, the last couple of seasons with guys like David Allegri, Alex Casasayas, and then, uh, Nano Ortiz, the Argentinian, uh, guy is, uh, is, up, is also signed up for them this season. So, yeah, that, that one's actually a really, I think, really nicely matched game on, on Friday afternoon, um, and in a kind of fairly open area of the draw. The other side is, uh, uh, Royal Heracles, Belgian side playing in their first EHL, uh, campaign against Athletic Terrassa. Um, yeah, and, probably one of the beauties of that tie is that uh, both of those teams are very much kind of community-based kind of clubs. I mean, there's a big mix across EHL between some Sort of fully professional outfits, some semi-professionals, and then others which are very much organic clubs um, who, are, who develop all their players themselves and uh, uh, up to the top level. So you know that's what kind of thing that you're getting with Heracles. There's a we had a nice interview with uh, Nico De Kerpel, a Belgian international, saying he's been with the club since he was four, and uh, his brother plays in the team. There's another set of brothers, the Donk brothers, who've been there since they were six and things like that, and they've been all the way through. And then Athletic Tre up in the, the the mountains up above Barcelona. They produce a huge Huge, huge amount of players uh, who all then go off and play elsewhere and in Holland and Belgium once they get uh, good enough but uh, very much an organic uh, local club uh, producing brilliant players. We, we had Oriol on the show a couple of weeks ago
1: who was playing for Terrassa and he was very much looking forward to the game yeah. I I said I quite fancied Heracles because of the, some of the points you mentioned there but of course they, they wear black and white like our club as well so we quite fancied that. <laughs> um, just for the listeners that aren't aware of how teams get to the knockout 16, Stephen, can you just fill us in on the route to get there for club?
2: Okay, so there's a there's a couple of different routes. First of all, um, you, you've got to qualify through the, your national league. So the, the the top three in Belgium, Holland, uh, Germany, and and uh, and Spain, uh, the top two in Ireland, England, France, and uh, Russia this year. And then, the, and then there's, uh, four kind of other sides as well, uh, from, from around the continent. So this year is Poland, Scotland, Wales, and, uh, and the other, the, the 12th one escapes me. But basically that, uh, from all those ones, you get your 24 first teams, 12 of them go into the round one, which took place in Barcelona just before Christmas, uh, in four groups of three, and the winners of each of those groups then qualified through to this, uh, to, through to the KO16 so Blumenthal were thrown into that one uh, they they won through Saint-Germain with the kind of the fairy tale story when they knocked out Club Igarra, uh, with a yeah pretty much a, yeah, it was a late penalty stroke I think about three five? minutes from the end which got them through and then Ulmhorst-Mulheim uh, just about scraped through ahead of Dinamo Electrostal and uh, race, Racing Club de Brussels uh, qualified through from those uh, to uh as well as the as the fourth side they had a yeah a fairly comfortable group uh, themselves. And so those four will then go into the mix of the, the, the other twelve sides you've got to buy through uh having one through their national competitions um and yeah and then from there the top eight uh countries in Europe on the ranking list uh they all uh, their their national champions get seeded on one side of the draw then the four EHL round one sides then get uh see uh their their drawn against one of those national champions and then the other four as well then come into the mix to fill up the, the rest, so like the second and third place sides from uh, the, uh, the remaining nations, so that's, that's how it all plays out.
1: I'm glad you can repeat all of that because I'm pretty sure I can't <laughs> give it back to you yeah. uh, What it gives us though 16 fantastic Absolutely. hockey clubs yeah. all set to um, uh, play their first round games and take us with the knockout knock eight and then the winners of those games then go on to the final four
2: yeah, that's it. So I mean, it's 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 pretty it's pretty sweet. Like the you know the knockout hockey is obviously fairly fairly enjoyable. So having everything on the line uh, for for the yeah the the, the eight K O sixteen games and then the the four K O eight games is is pretty sweet. I mean and we've got some of the you know, we're blessed this year with some of the world's top stars. You've got Dragons, um, we've got Arthur Van Doren playing for them the world's uh, pl- player of the year. I mean in, in their lineup they've got uh Felix Denier, Florent Van Oble and uh, yeah, so they've got they've got a pretty sweet line up um this year. And then they're playing against Blumendal on uh on Saturday evening and that's uh yeah pretty much yeah probably one of the best games you'll see in club hockey in the world I think. Blumendal of course featuring Jamie Dwyer this year Former World Player of the Year and all the, all the other things that he's won in his in his life, along with Florian Fuchs, the two of them lining out as a as a double act up front is is going to be something to behold. Um, you know, so that's that's a beautiful game there on the on the Friday, but certainly Saturday evening, and uh, one that's it's pretty close to to being sold out at this point with six thousand five hundred tickets on on uh, available. Um, yeah, that's probably the highlight of the 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 Saturday schedule. It comes on just straight after Rotterdam. Uh, with Jeroen Hertzberger, who's the, the tournament ambassador taking on, uh, Mannheimer HC. So that's, uh, Gonzalo Payat, um, and, uh, yeah, Lucas Villa and, and a few others. I mean, so it's a, some, sp- pretty serious names of uh, pl- uh, lining out. Uh, the, the big highlight probably on the Friday evening is uh, Kampong, um, who won it uh, two seasons ago, playing at Rot- against Rothweiss Cologne, who were the champions last year. So the th- they're meeting for the third successive season. I mean, it's an open draw, but each time they keep getting drawn against each other. Um, and so it's a pretty, pretty intriguing one. Each, whoever has won that for the last two years has gone on to win the competition in total. Again, some serious superstars in there. You've got to the two time world goalkeeper of the year, David Hart. So good got, uh, Very good yeah, goalkeeper. yeah pretty Yeah. Uh Sander Devine, um, playing for Kampong then Mats Granbush looks like he's uh got over an injury that he sustained in the injury uh, in the indoor season. And uh yeah, I think I think well there's a, a wealth of stars in the uh the Rottweiss team, uh, a whole yeah. lot of internationals for for Germany, like Marco Miltka, Timor Urutz uh Tom Grambush, loads, yeah. of loads guys. Is Chris, so
1: is uh, in there as well? Sorry? Is Ruhr in there as well?
2: Uh, he he is yeah yeah uh, yeah so I mean uh, really spectacular final yeah
1: wears a headband re- beautifully doesn't it?
2: well it's it's certainly something that's been taken off in recent times the the headband I was just looking through some old pictures from uh, 2016 final over in uh, in Barcelona and there was there was some pretty dodgy ones there as well <laughs> Johannes Moy I think was the, the, the chief vendor for Amsterdam
0: now Stephen one of the things you did mention there is we will be able to watch. This, wherever we are in the world, the, uh, the, Euros, because it's, uh, gonna be on Euro Hockey TV. If it's not on Euro Hockey TV, you'll be able to watch it on, on television in your country.
2: Yeah, pretty much. So there's, there's been a number of deals done. So, uh, yeah, I suppose the big one is, is, yeah, EuroHockeyTV.org, at uh, the, That website will have every single one of the games live throughout the the whole weekend. Now, it will be geo-blocked in a couple of countries, so Belgium and Germany. In Belgium, 11 sports have uh, have agreed a deal to, to host that exclusively over there. And then in Germany, the German teams' games will be live on DAZN or DAZONE, as I, as I believe it's uh, pronounced. But anyway, they uh, they'll g- geo-block the German games. But otherwise, they're pretty much uh, free to watch on EurohockeyTV.org. They should be on in Australia and be in as well, and then Supersport as well in South Africa uh, will pick up the games, and uh, NOS in Holland. Uh, yeah in in previous years they've had some pretty good audiences on uh, on dutch national television on free to air they've uh, i don't know about three quarters of a million people i think were watching uh, the the final four last time around so it's uh, yeah it's it's uh, it's pretty pretty good uh, viewership and uh, loads and loads of different ways to watch it
0: well i enjoyed it last time around i'm looking forward to
2: it uh, this weekend as well yeah well i mean it's it's uh, it's uh, yeah it's it's a, it's a different level in terms of um you know some some of the promotion of say some of the club games and all this kind of stuff. I mean they've they've invested in in uh, over a million euro into into the event in Rotterdam and uh, setting up a really nice special atmosphere all the way around. There's a few kind of special things as well going on at the event. One of the cool things I think is we've got a we've got a, a stand on on Monday uh, in the in in the public stands for for blind and partially sighted people. And so we've doing it with ABN Amra, the, the sponsor of this, who are going to. Give a kind of special um, experience for people who, you know, maybe they can't see as much of what's going on in the game, but they're going to get a bit of commentary, and then also be put sort of part of a, you know, a, a sporting event, which may be something that uh, that that they miss out on quite a bit. I think uh, there was a good story it was at in Sydney, I think last last year, about some kid who had his best mate uh, commentating on one of the footy matches over there, just in the stadium with him, the guy who, who was blind. And, uh, so it's kind of that kind of concept that's been brought over to, to this. They've done it at the AVN AMRO, uh, tennis tournament that was on in Rotterdam, the Rotterdam Masters. And, uh, so they're just going to bring it over here. To the hockey and try it out for the first time, so that's a, it's a really sweet one. The other one which uh, yeah i'm sure you probably want to come on to is that there's a, a couple of new rules uh, which we introduced uh, on a <laughs> trial basis at the, at round one uh, so uh, just in case you know people see the the scoreboard ticking along a bit f- faster than they thought that uh, it should be there's uh if you're scoring field goals out here it's 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 worth two goals rather than uh, a penalty corner just being worth the one so uh, that's one that it's been used on a trial basis this year. And, uh, yeah, sure, we'll see how it goes. Is that point, points or goals? Uh, they are officially called gu- uh, goals. Oh, uh, so cool. two goals rather than one. Uh, the points thing apparently, uh, was confusing to people, so apparently, calling them two goals is, uh, is less confusing, so that's, uh, that's how that one's come in. I mean, it's an interesting one. When it came to round one, um, there was a few. Sort of instances where, where it's in, interesting how it played out that a lot of teams went for, uh, you know, they, they went to inject their penalty corners outside the kind of five meter uh-huh. mark. Yeah, so yeah. This, they, they turned it And so they, so this happened quite a lot. No one scored any of them. So, uh, you know, they, they, there, there is, there is that effect. Obviously a lot less drag clicks. One of the, one of the most interesting things was the, was the advantage from the umpires that, they were a lot more prone to, to giving a good advantage in a circle rather than going for the corner. So there was, that was probably one of the positive things, I mean, which, which did come out of it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, sort of stuff like that, uh, continues on. But, uh, the, the other outcome of it was there, there wasn't actually, there was only one game where it actually changed the, say, the outcome of the game. Um, if you know what I mean. So Saint-Germain oh, yeah, yeah. were playing against, uh, at Club Igarra in the last game of the the weekend, and uh, they basically they scored they scored uh, a penalty stroke, uh, but it was one that was won from uh, from field play, and then that moved them six four ahead. Now they'd actually, um, I think they, I think they'd scored uh, they, they must have scored another one from play as well during the game, and so it was actually three all in terms of times of the teams getting the ball in the net uh, in normal play, but because of their uh, two extra field goals. Uh, they ended up uh, winning out six four in the end, so uh, that was uh, prob- probably the one where they got they, they got the most reward for for field play rather than uh, corners. Still haven't talked me into it, Steven <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, as I say, it's it's, it's on trial. I mean, there's yeah. going to be uh, there's going to be plenty of uh, discussion about it this weekend. I know that uh, the Dutch national broadcaster Nos is. Uh, they're, they're going to be doing a, a, a few interviews with, uh, hans Eric Taut who's our, uh, EHL chairman about it. And, uh, I know that, uh, yeah, hockey.nl have a, a, a little, uh, 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 uh they're going to be having, uh, on their platform, unfortunately in Dutch for you guys, but, uh, they're going to have a nice analysis slot every single day. And, uh, they'll, they'll also be bringing in a few people to talk about it. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, it, it is a trial basis. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we hope that it does produce more, uh, attacking and beautiful hockey. I'd, I'd be interested to know when you mention
1: Nos whether they think hockey needs more celebratory moments. You know the, the the figures that you've just given there and the obvious investment that they've got in hockey, they think it's pretty good as it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and look, the EHL has a uh, has been an incredibly popular uh, event for the last you know for the last decade or so since it was introduced. You know, giving uh, club players you know uh, a platform to to represent their their local. Uh, the local side on television and, uh, to, to a much wider audience. So, you know, there's definitely, it's definitely a fairly popular event and all that, uh, from that kind of perspective. I mean, it is in a kind of the wider context of, you know, the, obviously the introduction of the pro league and, uh, you know, the, down, down there in Australia, you've got your, uh, the, the, adap- the adapted rules of the AHL and things like that, that there is a lot of debate about whether we need to be cha- changing the game too much and, uh, you know, whether the product is, you know, beautiful in itself. And stuff like that and and, you know i mean the ehl has been kind of at the forefront of pioneering kind of new new developments um with the the self-pass and taking the ball over the shoulder height and yeah i suppose there is the the kind of the balance i mean i mean we've we've definitely in the last 10 years made the game a lot more a, a lot more of a spectacle and i do believe that a lot of events are make you know you see some of the success of the indoor events in january and february that they've uh brought the kind of spectator experience to a whole new level you know there is that balance that you know are you taking it too far and trying to pursue uh you know uh what'd you say uh you know a, a wider audience and maybe you should just kind of settle a bit and uh sit back and say look what we have here is pretty special let's just keep developing this and a recognizable format so I, I i can see the balancing act that uh, needs to take place there yeah, absolutely. I
1: couldn't agree more. Now, Stephen, we're going to le- let you go now, but, uh, we wish you every success, particularly with the three Rock Rovers boys, um, at the weekend, um, uh, in professional capacity as well. There'll be lots going on. Now, where, where can people catch the games, get information online through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? Where can they find you?
2: All right. Okay. Uh... So that's uh, the, the the main website which has all the the match fixtures and all that kind of stuff and uh, broadcast schedule and uh, details about the the yeah everything that's going on EHL Hockey TV. Then uh, yeah it's pretty much the same one for for Facebook Twitter and uh, Instagram. We will be pushing out uh, almost as live clips through Facebook and Twitter, and then uh, yeah we, we, you can see a few behind the scenes kind of stuff on Instagram with our. With our uh, social media guy Sam Hart, who's going to be uh, bopping around the, the stands, and then uh, the the live streams on EuroHockeyTV.org. Uh, so it's the EHF's dedicated platform that we're running the, the live stream through there.
1: So so many ways that people can get involved wherever they are in the world. It's there for them. Exactly. Yeah. Just brilliant.
0: Oh, looking forward to it, Stephen. It should be a great competition this weekend, and of course the. The final series to come a bit further down the track and, uh, we hope to speak to you about that and with the three Rock Rovers there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hope that they get through that uh, as well. I mean, basically if they were to win against Saint-Germain, it would be the first Irish team to ever reach the KO8. However, if they get through, I think they're playing, playing either Dragons or Barcelona. So, uh, I think it's a, it'd be a fairly tough task for them to get through two rounds. Great to speak, Stephen. Cheers. Thanks. All the best.
1: And that was Stephen Finlater from the EHL and, of course, from the Hook Hockey. Check out the blog there. Um, uh, always great to chat to Stephen and uh, get that European flavour.
0: And he's always been nice to us here on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. He's so, a good lad. Yep. And uh, look out for the EHL, too, over this weekend and the follow-up in May. The, yeah, the 26th, follow. 27th, I think. Yep, because it, yeah. is, it is really great hockey. It is worth having a look at if you can get hold of you just go to it online it's the on Eurofield, field, hockey. it's the
1: off field it's the atmosphere, it's everything that goes oh, on around the tournament and
0: there's a freedom to the hockey that's played at club level that doesn't exist at international level and you see that in football, you see that in a lot of sports, is the higher up the level you go, the more the defence becomes, the you know
1: well the big thing with the tournament the EHL, like, like Stephen said, it's, it's do or die isn't it? yep
0: yeah. And once they get rid one of one chance. Once they get rid of that stupid two goals rule, it'll be the
1: perfect hockey
0: competition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At least it's goals and not points anyway, John. Look, let's move on, eh? Hey?
0: Scoring goals. There's been some people that have scored some big goals, Matt.
1: Absolutely. Well we we said last week that over the weekend we'd be uh, sending out some emails to people that were the successful applicants for the T R S World Eleven sponsorship. Uh, that's happened. My apologies to those of you that haven't received an email yet and, uh, we'll be doing a full debrief and, uh, feedback oh, session with everybody. Yeah. Yeah yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. That's only fair. Uh, but we're busy boys, but I'm getting around to it. Apologies. So if you didn't get an email by now, there's a good chance you haven't made the TRS World 11 for 2018 slash 19, but that doesn't mean you you're not an opportunity for next time around. So. Don't discount yourself.
0: Isn't, isn't it being a member of the TRS World 11 a perpetual title
1: no, that you no. can carry it, with? You? No, no, it's not
0: it like no. being an Olympian. Once you're an, Olympian, well, you're no, no, an but Olympian,
1: you can put TRS after your name on Twitter or on Facebook and think and things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that that's perpetual. So yeah, if you if you you're a past member of the TRS World Eleven, um, look, let's not move on too swiftly. We haven't even <laughs> announced the team <laughs> the team for this year yet, John. We've
0: got to have but no 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 twice.
1: no 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 no. Moving forwards. Um, f- forever in a day, you can yeah, have we'll TRS after your name um, on any documentation, TWS it, it, there, w- like, yeah, like a degree or what, you yeah, know whatever it. whatever you like. And uh, yeah, that, that's yours. That's, that's yours. Your that's a gift. Science. That's just one of the gifts we're we're providing to you Rain as search. being a member. And there'll be a goodie bag coming out to you soon. And as you know, if you've received the email, your contracts will be arriving as well. We expect those to get signed. Well, we've got a contract. Uh, you'll have to print them yourselves. And uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, um, we might make it a, sort of a big black cover sheet just to use up lots of ink on the. On, <laughs> I know. We wouldn't do that. Mercy and Hockey, are you listening?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: So, look, let's make a few announcements tonight, Hedrick. Go you for on. it, mate. You, uh, you,
0: well, you're, you've been head of the selection committee as a manager.
1: Yeah well <laughs> well I have it's playing manager uh, are we the leadership we, are we the leadership group we
0: are the leadership we should announce the t- first two positions of course in the team number fifteen and sixteen uh you're you come in at number fifteen being the manager stroke player, player yeah yeah, stroke
1: yeah, yeah. well i I'll, I'll only go on if there's a crisis though john yeah. i'm not i'm not I'm not into i'm the, you know I'm there to make sure everybody else is there yeah. that's yeah. my job
0: as long as you can hold your clipboard in one hand, no, that's my job that'll be my job what's that you, well, it's going to be hard playing hockey when you've got arms folded, chewing gum on the sidelines, but we'll see how you go as a player. Well, you're the manager.
1: No, I, I don't, no, I'll be sitting down on the bench, don't worry about that.
0: Oh, well, I thought you were the manager. No, I've just got
1: to make sure people are there, that's that's managing, it's just getting people there in the first place.
0: Don't you wear a suit and stand on the sidelines with your arms
1: oh, folded, I, chewing I, gum? I, I, I want to wear, whether I'm on the field or not, I want to wear the full playing kit.
0: Oh, I do, okay. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, And and, uh, and I
1: want a monogrammed jacket. MA uh, uh right high right breast um and the and the the team logo on the left breast. Mate,
0: you'll be lucky to get a singlet. Seriously.
1: <laughs> well, actually I bought the kit this week. Did you? Yeah, to okay. send out to to anyway, well, let's get on with the let's, announcements. Let's, let's I'm get number on.
0: 16, I will be a player coach.
1: So you're coaching, coaching, I'm, I'm coaching, managing.
0: So you're
1: managing. If you can differentiate between the two ladies and gentlemen, or no, I, I, I get to run around that. on
0: the field with a tracksuit and put cones on the ground. And you get to stand on the sidelines in a suit chewing gum with your arms folded.
1: Now we've made a few selections for the team. Um we've kind of roughly picked it positionally. Uh, there's a certain kind of player, Probably. John, that we've we've selected. Um, and look, we've got we've got one or two, you know, pretty good players in the side, nah, but um nah. the rest the rest of them there they're um, uh, that, how do we put it, John? um they're the triers of the game they're the essence of our game the people that make their clubs tick the people that put the revenue over the bar the people that um parents sometimes look at when they take the kids along to a game and go oh maybe hockey's not for us
0: <laughs> essentially what matt's saying is he wanted to pick a team of players like him so we've done uh, that hey <laughs> hang on
1: <laughs> it's funny that's that's a revelation for me, John. It sounds a bit like that.
0: <laughs> well, let, let's you think you turn up here for just recording this, everyone. It's therapy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this program
0: recording this. Okay, let's get into it. We've had enough.
1: All right. I'll pick the first player out of the hat. Just here. Just
0: go for it. Well, now, we're not announcing the whole team today. No, we're no, no. We'll three go three six tomorrow.
1: or seven. We'll we'll, we'll go through. Uh, first up, and we're, we're going to we'll follow up with some interviews as well, guys. So don't worry, you're going to get to know these people. You're going to get to see their faces on our Facebook and social media and Twitter and Instagram. We're going to promote the heck out of these superstars of the game. So, first up, what we've got from the United States of America yes. um, a young lady called Lindsay Cooney, um, aka Sugar Britches oh that's not too bad that um, she's uh, she's got one of the goalkeeping spots we've got three goalkeepers in the squad John um,
0: the sugar bridges, sugar britches
1: two of them are, uh, will be playing left wing will be on the bench uh, we might do a, a you know a change over every half we'll now see we, how we go as a
0: coach I've decided we're doing away with left wing that way we won't be able to argue about who's playing there
1: so can I tell you a little bit about, about, uh, about Lindsay yeah go on ok just two little things greatest moment on the hockey field stopping two Tracy Fuchs strokes at the same tournament it was on grass and they were terrible but I'll take it oh it's so strokes that's it and uh, most embarrassing moment on the hockey field I have lost the ability to feel embarrassed great work Lindsay you're in perfect candidate one of the goalkeepers perfect Uh, candidate there we go go down the list a little bit more here oh I'm going to give you the captain for the team here now uh, John
0: oh the captain now
1: this is a young lady called Montserrat Barquero um, aka Mon Undoubtedly the captain. She's also uh, an international player for the Costa Rican national team. She plays for the Cartago club. Oh, her so grade great. is advanced. She's 23 years old. Yep. And we expect her to carry the whole of the team.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Now, Mon is in the team because Costa Rican hockey doesn't get a lot of promotion. And uh, this is the opportunity to give those guys a bit of a boost there and Mon's going to share her story with us and uh, and give a bit of a boost to the sport in her country. She uh, she trains very hard there. She loves the sport. Hockey is everything for her. She's done some hockey writing for the hockey family. And uh, Mon, welcome to the team.
0: Uh, can I just say she was the MVP of the Central American Indoor Hockey Tournament in 2016. So she can play the game, just quietly, and she is there as the director uh, driving for I can see the centre half come on just punk there as the captain guiding us around the field
1: next up Kirsty Hull aka Crispy she's British she's from Ashford the club Ashford in the Middlesex Prem um, she's quite active on social media uh, most embarrassing moment, John? Ah, uh, this is one of my favourites: hitting the ball into my
0: own face and getting concussion and a fractured jaw.
1: Now you know you mentioned That's concussion, close. John. John's all over it. You mentioned concussion.
0: We we can have hours chatting about what we can't remember.
1: And she said, "You always need a dependable, injury-prone left back, just like Manchester United." I played hockey since I turned five, and it's a sport that is one of the greatest. Good on you, Crispy. You're well, in the TRS World 11 well, Hashtag TRS World 11 well,
0: Last part of that sentence That it's a sport that is one of the greatest yeah. Well Tell me one that's greater I'm not going to claim it's the greatest But I'd like to know what's better Next
1: you dream it. Um Let's go to Baggy Rob Barrand From the Rotten Row Hockey Club in Scotland there uh, What I love about about um Rob's story is that he's uh he's married into um a family of high hockey achievers both his brother-in-laws have international caps and he is the underachiever um well Rob hopefully Not bringing anymore. this sponsorship to you sunshine is going to get you on a par with those international quality players um, one of the great things is is the club there has been kind of born out of a, a group of um, ex-university mates, they started in 20, um, uh, 2009 um, and uh, it seems like a lot of fun there with those boys Well he
0: says here he, he was part of a team that went 77 consecutive league, league games undefeated across three full league seasons and back to back promotions, that's a pretty good team to be involved with that would have been a fun time. Well, the
1: special thing there is, it's with those university friends, and yeah, they've yeah. done that whole journey together. And we talk a lot about sport for life and club for life, and that sort of thing on on the podcast. And that's so important. And if you can get that friendship from being kids all the way through to being old buggers, then that that's a wonderful life to have hockey involved, well, isn't it?
0: What well, I did impress impress me as the coach of the side is captaining his university team to a fourteen 0 loss. Having refused to change a single tactical formation at any point during the game, so uh, I thought, yep, he's on. He's on our side. That's the sort of stubbornness we need in the coaching box of this team of this calibre. All
1: right, who else we got? Uh, Martin Lee, Tansy. Um, now Martin is a good supporter of the podcast. Sorry, Tans. He's playing in the Surrey Open Hockey League Division Three for the Chertsey Thames Valley Hockey Club. Tans. I'm sure he won't mind us saying he's 49 years old. Um, he's uh, he thinks he should be a part of the TRS World 11 because at the end of 2016 season dinner, him and him and the president consumed a large amount of Kraken rum, which he brought with him for shots in between courses.
0: Did they release the Kraken?
1: <laughs> I just this, the Kraken just got me. <laughs> That's what <laughs> keeps K-K. my interest. K-K. Anyway look, he lost his memory, got drunk, fell over um, but he's very proud to be a TRS uh, World Eleven team member
0: um, I'm happy to have him along he's one of the few people that ever likes any tweet that I ever put out there so he's got to be a good
3: fella
1: He likes to offer a bit of weight, advice, uh, weight loss advice occasionally to uh, larger players on the opposition
0: Oh does he? Yeah, oh yeah. man, he will get on fine because no one will ever accuse me of having lost any weight
1: And uh, he scored a goal once once yeah good on you oh, got him covered there and great to know you're listening and uh, thanks for your support with our Apple podcasts issues uh, thanks for letting people know that our suggestions actually worked
0: so that's the first lot of names we'll Oh, anybody else who want to p- so just p- run through no. them again
1: go on then well, oh Hayley Richards we have got to mention Hayley oh. Richards the Uh Hayley thanks for getting back in touch as well We're going to be posting up all this information, obviously, guys. And so Hayley plays in Wales for the Howardian Ladies Hockey Club in the South Wales Prem. She's uh, 21 years old. Um, Just being polite there, John. Well, you were. Well, I'm not going to give away a lady's age, am I? Oh,
0: okay. She was 21 last year, too,
1: wasn't she? So Hayley manages the over-40s women's Welsh Masters team.
0: Only manages it because she's 21.
1: No, 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 she's not as old as, no, no. No, no she's no. I was being polite, but not that polite. <laughs>
3: yeah, okay.
1: Um but no, but Haley said she's an average Joe hockey player, um she, she loves the game, does anything she can do to support the club and Welsh Masters hockey and she's got uh, a couple of kids under five and wo- works full time in emergency, emergency services. She's a busy girl, well, but she yeah, loves the, the sport point. and it's the epitome of, uh, uh, the people that do the work at our clubs for us. One more to go, John. John O'Shea, an, oh, ir- an Irishman. The Goat Man. The Goat Man. <laughs> well, John didn't provide us with a nickname, um, oh, so. so we're giving him one. He is the Goat Man. We received a photograph of him uh with a, uh, an Irish football shirt and... uh Some goats in the background on a hillside. (laughs) Not quite sure what's been going on. The goats and him were both smiling at the time. Um, But he plays for Harbourn in the UK and the Midlands team there. Um, He only took the sport up seven years ago and uh, he says he likes to hit the ball really hard and he's bang average. Perfect app. You fit in. That's our demographic.
0: Bang average is our demographic. And he's
1: managed to deflect the ball. over onto the bar um, in an in, in an attacking situation to uh, stop his team from scoring a goal. Yes. The reverse seagull.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seen a couple of them along the way as it turns out. Now th- that's the first seven names we've, we're going yeah, to release this week.
1: Sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, f- more next week.
0: Y- there shall be. Uh, I've got to raise the subject with you. We need to have an umpire as a touring team. Do you reckon we knock up a gilly for it?
1: Yeah, she's probably a bit too serious for us, John. <laughs>
0: Time to get to our second interview in the reverse stick this week, and it's time to have another chat to Ernst Bart. Ernst was Ernst was on last week to uh, talk about his website and hockey, great or for it, Hockey.
1: Yeah, great, great for him to speak to us two weeks running, eh?
0: Hey? Uh, well, one week running played over two weeks as the case <laughs> turns out, but this is a completely different project.
1: Yeah, so B Hockey B hyphenhockey dot com is the Belgian entity, but Hockey Today dot cc is what we're going to learn about now joining us today on the reverse stick the global hockey podcast is co-founder of hockeytoday.cc you might remember him from last week's show Mr Ernst Bart Ernst, welcome to the show thanks
3: guys, happy to be back again
1: (laughs) of course, that's very authentic well done, I think people know we're doing the interview at the same time but it's all
3: right. Um, (laughs)
1: so hockeytoday.cc tell us what it's all about
3: well, uh, you got a, we got a really w- simple way of summing it all up. It's it's all about our hashtag. Share the knowledge. Uh, Hockeytoday.cc is a platform for hockey coaches all over the world, from every level. As long as you're enthusiastic and ambitious enough to to want to improve as a coach yourself, it, it doesn't care for. We don't care if if you coach a, a little girls' team. Or your coach, a top national men's team, uh, whatever. Uh, we are there to help you share the knowledge among coaches. So our main target audience is field hockey coaches all over the world. Um, so if somebody goes to the site, what will they find? Well, we, we, uh, we, we offer four services, and hence the, the CC in our name. All of these are uh, starting with double Cs. Uh, it all starts with with uh, with our first idea for this was a coach conference. Uh so we do a coach conference twice a year where we have a keynote speaker, a couple of workshops and and some extra information for people joining in from all over the world. Second part is we do uh, a coach chat uh which is a one-on-one video chat with one of the world's renowned coaches, we go through a lot of coaches, uh, or we hope to go through a lot of coaches over the time coming, uh, where we will treat one very specific topic. Uh, the coach will introduce his experience on, on, on training that topic or, or on uh, the tactics or on the, the, the technical or on the physical side of things. And uh, we end with a Q&A session, so people who join in in, in that uh, live webinar, it's basically it's a webinar. Um, they can ask their own questions So if you got some training questions And you want to ask one of the top coaches That, that is the way to, uh, to do it uh, The third uh, Double C uh, Experience is uh, coach courses uh, This is something that we will Start uh, by the end of this year So it's not live at the moment um, And the last one and But certainly not the least one Is our coach catalogue And our coach catalogue is an online library of drills exercises and all kinds of coaching know-how that is worth sharing among each other and uh, this is freely available at uh, at the website so it's really a- about boosting the powers for coaches a- at every single level absolutely uh, i i've tried a couple of things in the past uh, with 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 the media projects for for the hockey fans and stuff like that but that is not more, it's not where I'm strong at And, and, and my strength is, 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 is In planning and organization And communication and, and, and it all comes back to the coach And I think this is a platform That is entirely focused on The hockey coach So even if at the end of the year We start doing coach courses And, and for example we want to do a coach course On the drag flick That will not be a coach on How to do the drag flick Or how to become better at the drag flick It will be a course for a trainer teaching a drag flake and that is our target audience is the field hockey coaches out there
0: Ernst, how often is the, the coach chat? I just noticed on the website now the next one's in uh, two and a half days it's three days away so obviously by the time this goes to it that will happen but yeah, how, yeah. Often, how regular are these coach chats?
3: well the, the idea is to have our coach conference twice a year so yep. we had our first one in December last year uh, Where well we had, uh, we're very happy to have Rick Charlesworth as our key, keynote speaker. Um, our second one will be hosted. Uh, we already set the date for the 22nd of June of this year. That is the Friday before the start of the last Champions Trophy ever. Um, and our coach chats. We will host uh, more or less ten coach chat sessions every year. So every month there will be a coach chat sessions, unless we have a coach conference in that month. So, you're a co-founder. Who, who else is involved in the project? Well, of, of the idea was, was uh, pitched to me by Bernardo Fernandes. Bernardo Fernandes uh, is the guy who is behind the, the well-known hockey project called Self Pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bernardo is a Portuguese hockey coach uh, who's been coaching in uh, Holland for a couple of years and is now starting to coach in Belgium this year. Uh, and uh, obviously, we both are fans of the game, so we 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 came in uh, in touch with with each other. And at one moment, he pitched to me the idea he wanted to organize a hockey conference, uh, a traditional hockey conference, one place, uh, a lot of lot of uh, advertisers with with their stands who are there, and and the hockey brands, and, and and then some workshops and a couple of people talking. And we liked the idea, but, but uh, to be honest, I, I didn't think it was very viable at that moment. Uh, and uh, so we left it at that. And then uh, somewhere in the summer of last year, I came across uh, another uh, event that was trying to get uh, off the ground, which was more or less the same idea, the Hockey World Expo, something like that, it was called, which was organized in Barcelona. Uh, and I immediately had the, 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 the reflection, yeah, that's never going to work people, coaches from all over the world or for, from even from neighboring countries are not going to make do the travel and, and stay there just for this conference. Yeah. Uh, and then it hit me. said, okay, but why not do this fully online? And then I got back to uh, Bernardo and said, okay, you know that idea that you pitched to me once uh, with the coach conference? Let's take this up again, but only if we do this 100% online. And, and that was more or less the idea that got us started on, uh, on Hockey Today.
1: Oh look it's you know it's, it seems like a fantastic uh, concept and it's one of those sort of no-brainers isn't it why why aren't we already doing this and, and I think it, it also goes to the wider hockey world we've got all these national um, associations working on individual programs on the basics of playing the game and we could just share that stuff and save a lot of work for the hockey family
3: couldn't we no, absolutely, but, but we, we, I, I think there's, there's, there's room for both in the market uh, We don't want to get in the way of, of the traditional coaching education courses And stuff like that that are out there Nor for the, 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 the coaching clinics or the, or the, or the camps Aimed at, at the players, young players or, or, or top players, whatever uh, I think there's, there's, there's room for both of us And I think we could be uh, a good added value to the stuff that is out there whether it's from national federations or commercial organizations. uh, There there is some pretty good stuff out there for people who come together and and, and, and enjoy it as a camp or as a clinic or stuff like that. But uh, I think that what what makes us special is that we do everything we do completely online. So there is no need to travel for any coach. uh, And you really have the the possibility to to enjoy and and learn from coaches from all over the world with different views on, on things without all these uh, travel costs and, 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 and the time lost and stuff like that. So if one of our listeners
1: is uh, thinking they want to hashtag share the knowledge and get involved, where do they go to and how do they do it?
3: Well, basically, you go to hockeytoday.cc, which is our, our, our website. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that is out there that, that, is, that is freely accessible, but we do ask that you uh, uh, log in, so you register, uh, as a hockey, as a coach community member and then you will get full access to uh, the, the components like the coach catalog where you have already a couple of hundreds of drills who are in there a couple of thousands of uh, physical exercises uh, and, and, and hundreds of documents on all kinds of coaching topics uh, in, in different languages in mostly, most of it is in English, some of it is in Spanish and, uh, and in Dutch uh, right. and this catalog will grow and grow but you need to be logged in to to be able to watch that. Uh, so become a coach community member which is free and you will have a lifetime membership uh, for uh, and which will offer you the possibility to view everything that's in our coach catalog and it will offer you the possibility to watch all of our coach chats. If you want to attend one of our coach conferences or later on in in the year one of our coach courses, these are paying memberships because, yeah, obviously we need some money to keep things going. Yeah, well, look, and it gives everybody
1: a, a great try before you buy option there, doesn't it? And uh, and regardless, you're, you're kind enough to be providing some resources that the hockey family can use freely and well, that, uh, that put was, into the program. that was a
3: basic idea. We, 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 so both Bernardo and myself, we love the idea of sharing caring. and caring. And we want to give back to the hockey community as well. Uh, we, we both have The, the luck that we, 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 we uh, Have enjoyed hockey uh, Tremendously throughout our life uh, Bernardo is even making a living Out of it uh, as a hockey coach uh, I'm not as happy uh, But uh, we, we, we have the feeling that We want to give back to our sports And, and, uh, and this is a feeling That we, we get from, from all coaches And the players that we, we talk about This idea as well everybody in our sport is willing to give back to the sport and this is what's really fun about uh, about being in the hockey community yeah, we couldn't agree more uh, and look just befo-
1: just before you, you go there can you just give us a reminder of where people can catch your blog
3: on uh, on all things hockey yeah absolutely uh, the 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 original blog that that uh, got me launched into into the hockey media landscape is uh, com. so that is b e hockey.com uh, which has got nothing to do with with uh, with uh, HockeyToday.cc, uh, but it is the the, the blog where I vent my opinions or uh, or the things that are going on in the, in the world of hockey. So uh, be sure to to uh, to to read some of my uh, my pieces there. Um, and uh, but it, it's 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 a separate thing from the HockeyToday.cc project, which is a project for me and Bernardo, which is truly about. Uh, giving back to the, the, the hockey community and, and, and helping coaches uh, become better coaches uh, at, L, at all levels and all over the world It's great stuff Ernst Can, can we find you on social media? Absolutely uh, (laughs) I'm I'm, uh, not always as active With uh, with the HockeyToday.cc accounts But uh, you can find us on Instagram You can find us on Twitter There's a uh, HockeyToday.cc Facebook page, obviously Uh, The same for BHockey.com, obviously Uh, So you can find us there And and, and through that you can also uh, Get to our websites Because uh, we're kind of old-fashioned that way It's the website where we do all of our stuff Not so much the social media part of it
1: Great stuff, Ernst. Thanks so much for joining us again on the Reverse Stick, and
3: uh, yeah, enjoy your time in Rotterdam. Thanks. I will sure to enjoy this to EHL.
0: And you are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. That was Ernst Bart. He's uh, responsible for. And you'll have to go through the website name for me because
1: I was Hockey Today but. The great thing about that, the whole Hockey Today dot cc thing, is the resources that are there yeah. that you can just get there for free. Now, if you want to delve deeper into it, then you can pay the various fees and bits, which seem like great value to be honest. If that's the field that you're in and that you know that's what you want to learn more about, then why not learn from the best?
0: Well, I like the the variety in the sense that it's not uh, a coaching program and such. It's not an, an orthodoxy of some sort placed before you that this is the way you should do things. It's a Sort of overview of everything you can do.
1: Hashtag share the knowledge.
0: Share the knowledge, absolutely, and that's how we get good coaches. People pinching bits and refining bits from here and there and everywhere and coming out with their own unique way to do things. That's and it, and you, that's it. And, you, and,
1: you, and you apply it to the, the group that you've got. That's, uh, it's wonderful. what of, great. works
0: for one man and one group will not work with another woman or man. Sorry, I don't mean to <laughs> be gender-specific about it, but you get the idea. You yeah. know, What's yeah. going to work for one and one group isn't going to work for one and another group. So it's about being able to evolve all the time, isn't it, with coaching?
1: Look, and maybe maybe Ernst might get behind Stephen and the three Rock Rovers
0: Oh yes, well, that in Rotterdam. Be... Well, it depends how the results go, really, doesn't it?
1: But he's, well, he was split between who he wanted to, who he was going to follow, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. Now, let's get to some other things that have been going on on the world of hockey. Should I read a go or go now? Very good, oh, very
1: good. Did you like that yeah, one? I did, yeah. Well, oh, we talked a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Well, three, four weeks ago about the announcement from um, Carlos Ritigui. Um on his departure from the the top job for Argent, the Argentinian men's side prior to him going to the Sultan Aslan Shah Cup um, and it seemed to come a little bit out of the blue oh, very good
0: oh that yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good Yep, yeah. points and white in, in blue and white Yeah, it was laid down there in blue and white yeah well you know it's hard for us to make much of it because we can't read a lot of the press because the translations are either terrible or non-existent for a well, We were hoping
1: life. to chat to somebody last week who ended up being snowbound, that might have given us some yeah. information, and then other things have happened post That's that right. missed interview opportunity, haven't Look, they? Look, as, as
0: it stands, let's run through what um, Carlos came out and said. Look, I've I've had enough. Chaffer, he said, uh, you know, I've, the well's dry. I've got no more to give. It's time to hand it on to someone else. And I think that there were a lot of people shocked and dismayed within Argentinian hockey at that particular stage. Then the rumor emerged—a bolt from the blue, bolt from the Am blue. What? Uh, then the rumor emerged that in fact he was coming back. Now, before that rumor was either confirmed or denied, a couple of Argentinian players said, "Well, if that's the case, we're out of here." And those two players were
1: quite uh, Payat and uh, Mazzilli.
0: So, the, what two best players? Two most crucial well, players in right?
1: Well, no, 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 no. Well, maybe that's part of the problem.
0: Anyway, that's <laughs> that. The, they came out and said that that was it. They weren't going to play international hockey anymore. They had enough, or whatever the reasons were. Then it emerged that the uh, the story came out that uh, Carlos was going to coach both the male and female Argentinian teams.
1: As we understand it, yes. In English at the time from that, that's various right. translations. We've,
0: yeah. we, we've since found out that there's been a meeting between Carlos and players, and it's been and the board and the board, and various people involved in all of what's going on there, and that he's now going to be coaching the under-21s program for, for both male and female. For
1: the Hockey Fives uh, Youth Olympics coming, it, coming up in Buenos Aires.
0: I'd really like to know what's going on because it's not making a lot of sense from the outside
1: Do we now see those players that said that they were stepping away from the international fold temporarily, suddenly back into the international think, fold Superficially, is, wh- Where's think the, power, the, the, the player power oh, geez, who knows what's going on
0: Superficially you'd think that there's, there is some sort of power play going on with the, the, the events as we understand them to have happened yeah, But you know. Oh, he said this and she said, who knows how it started or where it started from, but you know it's interesting how things have ended up playing. So you sort of get what you wanted, but you don't. Oh, I don't know. I
1: don't. Yeah, I, I don't, know. don't know. It no. seems like there might have been a mis- misunderstanding, Does or what, but but, know? It, but it's very strange to get um such a bold statement from players that are core to an international team setup, um, and maybe there's no maybe there's been no climb down at all from anybody but there's yeah who who knows it's a badly worded press release from a national association maybe look they don't always get it right do they
0: yeah and look it was a surprising decision in all given it's a world cup year and they're olympic champions yeah but um sometimes these things happen to happen the circumstances in people's lives it means that they're given not much chance to you know, got not much choice in the decision. But in this case, it seems as though there's there's issues going on that aren't being reported or no one really knows about that are causing ructions within that whole system and setup.
1: Yeah. Well, look, as I understand it from a, a message I read earlier on from Argentina, then it, it's uh, he's looking to take on the those two junior roles for the for the boys and the girls under 21s hockey fives. Maybe he just likes the Olympic Games. Well, look. But he's done it before, hasn't he? You know, he coached both teams pre- pre- previous. So, look, it'll all come out in the fullness of time. Maybe next week we'll bring you some more on it. Yeah.
0: Have uh, you got anything more oh. on that particular subject? Not or on that one.
1: Anything no. Anything else? Well, we've got a few bits and pieces. Yeah. Show us your bits and pieces. Oh. On
0: the reverse stick the global hockey podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: PSI Ireland Pro Series Indoor. That's yeah. it. About to get underway in the oh next right. few weeks. South that's the pro yeah, Yep, that's right. So it's been very successful in in, in South Africa. Um, about to get away underway in Ireland. Um, different franchises for different cities and areas around and about. Looks great. That whole debate that we've had before about yep. you know yep. where do we go? Indoor fives. Eleventh, nine, seventh. It's on. Support it. Um, good stuff there. Anyway, good luck to the the programme that's happening. Um good stuff again from galvanised hockey this week. I think seven games filmed. Um okay. and lots of highlights there. Check that out on Facebook and other bits and pieces. We had some filming here in Western Australia. just gonna mention that. Yeah, um, well
0: done to um everybody involved with getting our yeah, premier. Hockey League Western Australia yeah, hockey
1: Australian Ash Morrison
0: couple of things to say about it the the coverage is obviously hampered um, technically by budget constraints you would say you know it's not multi-camera it's not no replays and stuff like that but you get to see some really good tell you what there was a cracking goal scored there right from the top of the D. that was a ripper because the the umpire was right there but if you were on the sidelines and from watching the stream at the time a very good stream I might say it got a bit wobbly there for a second but it
1: it was very good pretty good yeah
0: um, you couldn't tell whether the ball was in the D or not, but the umpire was right there and you heard later on that from players or?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was there. It looked as though it was struck from outside the D. Yeah. Um, and we just smiled sweetly and took the goal. You go back to, you watch the stream of it and it's inside the D. The umpire's right there. Johnny on the spot. No dramas. Yeah. It did. And that's, you know, that's the difficulty we have with the game is the speed at which Things happen. A difficulty, um, mate. Hey? It's
0: one of the beauties of it. Stop down selling it. It's oh. one of the beauties of it. Come on. What the
1: the what the the is it or isn't it?
0: Well, well it's Is it only, a
1: goal, or is it not a goal? Oh you've well, got to go to the video referral to to find out if it's a goal or not?
0: because no, the umpire went Psst, goal, he was standing right there. It's a goal. Bang, easy. Yeah. That's how hockey's always been played, hasn't it?
1: I, I think he guessed it.
0: Uh, Well, he he guessed right, but if he keeps guessing right, I've got nothing to say
1: about it, really. But it was fantastic. It was good to see local hockey for us, available to the global audience. And and check out, uh, because there's some really good club hockey guys on. Yeah, there'll be some more coming from the Hockey WA Premier League this season. Um, Men's and women's. It's all there, available to to watch after the fact as well. You might be able to... uh, Do
0: you know the
1: hear the odd reverse stick uh, team member in the background I was
0: going to say the only thing that r- ruined the the stream <laughs> was the foghorn going off in the background what was that all about Matt do you know
1: I don't know I don't know what you're talking about John
0: oh so, uh, <laughs> something noise like that going uh, there
1: was a mention from the commentator on it but you know. yeah apparently, uh, apparently that particular club have got a renown for being quite loud at games
0: oh I, I have they ok wouldn't know who that was Ha <laughs> have uh-huh, caught you out, cause uh, we gotta wrap the show up, so we gotta get through a couple of things that were going on over in the social medias. Go for it. Well, you're the man that runs all the social yeah, medias. You always
1: say this to me, we, like, we end our conversation, what have I and bang, and I've, I've gotta start scrolling down through Twitter Gee, notifications.
0: Umpires tweet a lot, don't they? There's lots of real strong support in the umpiring community. Yeah, For the umpire, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or making a joke about it or something, but it's it's. But well, if you're offended
1: by it, John, you don't have to, you don't have to follow those people.
0: No, I'm not offended by it. <laughs> no, but it, it's just interesting that there's, that the culture is so strong. I, I like it. I'm not saying this.
1: We've had one of our um, most successful tweets ever oh, um, live at the moment. The full extent of ball tampering. Uh, in hockey is uh, when you get the sharpie out and you scribble over the name of the club that's on the, on the ball that you've been playing with and, and pocket, it, pocket it into your bag.
0: Well, it's um, interesting parallels,
1: really. But it's, uh, yeah, there's obviously things going on in the cricket world, whether you're uh, aware of that or not. There's um, some nefarious characters from some convict country um, basically rubbing a cricket ball against a brick and... Uh, trying to gain some advantage out of it. Yeah. Uh, not in hockey. What would you
0: expect from a bunch of convicts, really? Yeah, that's uh, right. That, that sort of behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't do something classy like use a mint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we'll leave that one alone, shall we? Ball tampering in hockey, it's rife, you know. Have you got one ball in your hockey bag that says FHC on it?
1: Yeah. None. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've got mate. I've got about. Oh, I've got. I've got about thirty of them. Because oh. I wrote F H C on them.
0: After you scribbled out subs. You didn't. Well a-
1: and no, you didn't ask me that question. Ruled. You didn't. You didn't ask me that question before. <laughs> Ladies say. and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for episode 42. I'm sure that we haven't got through everything that we wanted to get through, but boy, oh, what so another big week in hockey.
0: Look out for the Commonwealth Games. Um, programs coming up. Um, I'm not sure how your nation will go with broadcasting the Commonwealth Games but search it out. We'll try and look for some links that people outside of Commonwealth yeah. countries will be able to see the, pro- uh, the games as well.
1: So yeah you'll find those links on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, all at The Reverse Stick if you're on iTunes give us a like, five stars and a bit of a review and uh, of course ladies and gentlemen please, 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 please
0: Absolutely, and uh, I'm looking forward to a bright future. All hail, Caesar.